0: episode 51 of The Platformer is a show about nerd culture with two best friends that barely know each other. I'm your host, Brian Barnett.
1: And I'm Chris Schreiber.
0: And there is no Martin Glossier this week, so it's just going to be a little intimate episode with Chris and myself, and I hope that that is a-okay with all of you guys.
1: Let's get it on.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's get it on. We're totally not singing in the same key at all. And also, I wanted to sing that song about, uh, what is it? Uh, just the two of us. We just can the make two it o- if we try. Just the two of us. Oh, uh, yes, die. the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff. We're going to talk about some video games. We're going to talk about some more video games. And we're also going to talk about some movies. So... Uh, uh, I can't hold it in any longer. Chris, I saw Wonder Woman this week. Yay! Now, what, what that, did you
1: think? I, that
0: movie is fucking great!
1: <laughs> did Audrey go with you? Yes. Okay, good. So, yes. what was her reaction uh, after seeing it?
0: She's like, that is so awesome. Like, that, that was, that was it? She just like, loved it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did I tell you about Jess? No, I don't think so. Okay, so, the
1: movie ended... And she was just like. Yeah, spoilers, not really. The last shot in Wonder Woman is her, like. She's, like, saying dialogue, and it's, like, a slow motion, like, of her jumping in the air, and it just, like, looks really cool. And then it cuts to the credits. Well.
0: Which, which, when it cuts to the credits, the first time that the Wonder Woman theme song plays in the whole movie. Which no, I was really not cool. true. It
1: plays no? one other time. Yep.
0: Oh, well, okay.
1: Anyway. Um,. That theme song's so good though. Yeah, it is really good. It's so good. good. It gets
0: Uh, me so amped. Um
1: But uh so the movie ended and she was just like, Oh my god, like I can't She like absolutely fell in love with it and was she was like, I I just want to go work out. Like I I just need to go kick some ass. Like I'm really amped up right now. And it was like eleven thirty at night. I'm like, Well you can't work out, the gym's closed. Um I mean I mean, you work it the at floor, home.
0: The floor is always there. Yeah,
1: you always to have your body
0: so, to, to push up against. That's you know right. what I mean? The ground is always there to run on. Yeah, people but, are always around so that you can punch them. So
1: I mean, I would have been the person that would have been yeah. punched, and I wouldn't have wanted that. So that's true. That's true. So she didn't work out that night, but what she did do was she went to the retro fitness near us. This is not an ad, and she signed they're up for... They're not sponsoring us. They're not sponsoring us. Um, If they were, I'd be in much better shape. And she <laughs> signed up for a personal training session and, dude, like, she's been going at it. Like, she really? saw Wonder Woman and has just been, like, kicking ass at the gym since then. And... That's awesome. I really think that this movie is the catalyst for it. Because, like... She just got well, so.
0: What what tipped you off, Chris? <laughs> oh, I love this movie. It gets me so. Amped. Just oh, box something. Something. And then she took boxing classes, <laughs> and then she became a, a MMA champ. Yeah, you know. And then the rest is history. And now she's in the in the in the mixed martial arts hall of fame, and her name is known all around the world. And you're you're a you're the and like you're the you're the the quote unquote boyfriend that nobody knows their name, because she's so famous. I mean, that's just, no
1: like, different than when we were in college, and she was number two D2 soccer goalie for women's soccer in the country.
0: And you were just Jess's boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I was just that guy who worked at an Apple store. Yeah. And, yeah, kind of hung out. But, yeah, and what was funny was I was like, so this feeling that you have right now, this is what I have after every Marvel movie and almost every, like, Batman, Superman, almost kind of movie where you just, like you pumped up, you know? Yeah. She was like, this is great. They should make more yeah. of these.
0: Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I love your Jess voice because that is a hundred percent. Not what she sounds like. like. Literally not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she sounds like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I got, man, I don't know. Like this movie just got me. You like, and there are like, I... it is not, I cannot recommend it without any, reservations whatsoever, there was some cheese that I was just kind of like, eh. But like you're not gonna you're not gonna get out of almost any movie like this without stuff like that.
1: There's very but few the- like cringe moments.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. And most of it is like really genuine and really fantastic. Yeah. Um and I did I I welled up like I think twice.
1: Oh, same. Like, oh sure.
0: man. Oh it's so good. Like her and it's so it's the, the, the thing that I love about this, and I read a couple of articles about this, um, but this was, she's just such a good person that you can't help but root for her. Yeah. You know? Like, she's well, just, it's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Superman for me. Like, Superman is just plain, like, everybody's like, oh, Batman's my favorite. I'm like, Superman is just better than Batman. Like, as a person. Well, sure. just
1: he has better morals and yes, but uh, you know, they, and if we want to get into this, we can, they both come from an area where, well, not so much Superman just cause like Zod and all that. But yeah. wonder woman comes from a space where it's like, all that she knows is that there's evil out there and it is Ares, the God of war. And yeah. he is the, you know, the root of all evil and, um, something to be feared. Um,
0: It's it's very like polarized existence where it's like very black and white. Like there is good and there is bad, you know,
1: and our job is to be there to help those who need it. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that, how do you pronounce it? Their Island? Themyscira. Yeah. That Themyscira is, um, It's you know isolated. It's in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by this. Freaking gorgeous! I want to go there. It's beautiful. I want to know where they shot it.
0: And it's and it's yeah. And it's not about like that. Me saying like I want to go there is not because there's a ton of beautiful, amazing, strong. No, it's just morally virtuous women. It's like I want to go see those freaking hot tubs, like uh, those naturally occurring (laughs) glowing pools, like the freaking beaches, the clear water like it just the looks like such a great yeah it looks like such an amazing place yeah it's like ancient greece was like preserved in its in its highest form that it never actually attained in the world and just is put in the most unbelievable place in the world and it's just like hey check out this freaking paradise island that's amazing and there's a scene in the movie where uh you know where it shows like the island and then it pans like outside of the island and it's like dark outside but it's like totally like sunny and nice and happy on the inside yeah, and i'm yeah. like dadgum dude this place is always nice even <laughs> when it sucks outside that's amazing
1: they don't know what rain is
0: literally every day is a beach day yeah every single that's day why they're also tan yeah yeah that's great sun's out sun's always out so the guns are always out always always out Anyway, it's a freaking fantastic movie. I did not think I was going to like Chris Pine in it. I freaking loved him. He was awesome. He, like, every time I go into a movie with him in it,
1: I'm like, yeah, it's Chris Pine. Whatever. He's And then you he'll come be, out he'll and you like, fine. Gum, it's Chris Pine. And I'm Pine. like, damn, Chris Pine. He's still got it. Like Not, not yeah. that he he didn't have it at any point. Like, did you ever see Into the Woods? The musical into with the... Meryl Streep? No. It was a Disney movie. There,
0: there, he, it's, a, it's a musical. The answer is... Most likely now. All right. Well,
1: he plays. If you're unfamiliar with Into the Woods, um, it's about a bunch of fairy tale characters that end up in the same story, and they all the stories become intertwined and whatever. Um, he is Cinderella's prince. Yeah, Cinderella's prince. Um, but like, he, arguably his funniest role that he's ever had. Like, he has so many different. He can play so many different roles, even though he typically plays the charming, good-looking hero, which in into the woods he is, but he's also like a bumbling idiot, which is like what makes it funny.
0: That's fantastic yeah which I think is you saying that he that's his funniest role is saying something because I thought this was his funniest role. Like I thought he was really funny in Wonder Woman. It depends oh he was
1: yeah. yeah you could make an argument like for both
0: that entire scene when he's getting out of the bathtub and Wonder Woman is just like standing there like just looking at him like it's not a big deal and he's like super awkward about it and like <laughs> she's asking him questions about like would you consi- like would you consider yourself average and he's like uh, or like what is what is that and he's like looking down and he's like it's it's a, um uh, like there's just like that awkward and he plays it so well yeah like i, I that don't know. And the, it's really good and the, the scene when on they're the boat, in the boat like, yeah. yeah the boat scene it's was so like so good it's so <laughs> Did you bring those with you? Oh, you you wouldn't like those. Trust me, <laughs> like it's so good. There's so many great jokes, and it's just the the thing for me that was great about this is like I watched Man of Steel, but I know Superman. I watched Batman vs Superman. I know Batman. Like I knew Batman before the Dark Knight. I knew Batman before Batman Begins. Like I watched the animated series when I was a kid. I watched the Adam West series. You know, when I was younger, like my whole family watched like the sixties sure, Batman. Sure. Like we had a great time, you know, watching him go and and, you know, take care of the penguin. <laughs> like all the freaking cheeseball stuff. But I didn't really know Wonder Woman before this movie.
1: No, I mean and she my only concept of it was Lego Batman when you fly around. It plays the Wonder Woman theme song from the seventies. Yeah. You Wonder know, the show Wonder. I've never seen
0: yeah what exactly yeah world? and i ne- and i never saw that either yeah but like learning that she's not just really strong she's also incredibly smart and knows hundreds of languages and it's just like holy crap and like everybody and like there's this, and apologies for the light spoilers uh but it's we're, this you're if you haven't seen the movie yet freaking do yourself a favor go see it we're we're, we're not, not gonna ruining be spoiling anything, anything that's crazy like, yeah but, like, she walks into a room and there's a bunch of, you know, of, of scholars and intelligent, like, very intelligent, respectable men who are trying to figure out something. And she's like, oh, that's a combination of these two ancient dead languages. Like, that's no problem. And she just starts reading it like it's nothing. And they're like, who is this person? It's just she's she is competent in to the extreme in every arena. Yeah. Like, she's a little bit naive because of the way that, that she's been brought up. But. Well, that's she's
1: not even the sense that like she doesn't realize how important she truly is because yes. her entire life that has been kept from her or whatever. Like, yes, yes. You know that's just the way life is. Yeah. Um, but to which which everyone I feel else, like she's like,
0: oh my god. I feel like a lot of times in movies that's played for dramatic effect, where there are reveals later on, where you're just like, why didn't you? Like, why didn't you tell me? Like, there's, like, this whole theme of, like, why didn't you tell me? Why did you keep secrets from someone that you love? And I feel like they gave just enough justification between uh, Antiope and the Queen where it was, like, I kind of understand it in this story, unlike the other ones. Because they're, 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 like, an entire warrior world. Right. Like... And, you know, there's the there's the whole reluctance to believe that there is, you know, this great evil out there and all of this other stuff. But
1: it's like every every facet of like the conflict that is happening within Thimuscara is like you can sympathize with it and you under you understand like why they made the choices that they made. Not that, you know, it's easy to say in hindsight, like, well, maybe you shouldn't have done it that way. But regardless, it's like, well, how would you have handled the situation?
0: yeah a lot of times in stories it's it's infuriating to me because the characters make decisions that I don't think are rational or they will make decisions and I'll think wow that was really dumb why would you do that and it seems to be just a MacGuffin basically sure like this is a decision that the characters need to make to get us to point B further down the road every uncharted and, game <laughs> and that was yeah basically uh, and that never happened in this movie Like, I understood the moves that everybody was making, Mm -hmm. um, and they seemed natural, which is, in a movie about superheroes, like, that's a really hard thing to pull off. Uh, And they absolutely did it. Uh, I can't... The supporting uh, cast
1: also, I don't want to...
0: Yeah, 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 nailed it.
1: Yeah, they did a great job. Um, They were all different enough where, like, I don't know any of their names, but they were different enough in, like interesting enough and had their own traits that I wanted to get to know more about them and then as you kind of peeled back those layers it was like oh wow they are not only are they characters in this movie but you can tell they feel like real people that would exist around this, this era.
0: Yeah. I feel like I feel like the only person who wasn't flushed out quite as much because like, I, I see what you're saying there were like the other people on the squad with them right? who like there's the guy who like really well i'm not gonna get into it because yeah. those are like really great character moments but there there was a uh, chief didn't have quite as much like as i would have liked sure um but i feel like everybody else like we kind of got we got enough about them to kind of sate my curiosity because yeah. after all of this this is ultimately a movie about about um about diana and i feel like i mean i'm freaking really jazzed uh, now to see uh how she kind of carries herself now in the current day of Justice League uh, because I know that she's like a central she's one of the two it seems like Justice League is revolving around uh, Batman and Wonder Woman sure and kind of the different things that they're doing and so knowing that those two are going to be there together knowing that Wonder Woman is going to be taking center stage in Justice League makes me really really interested to see how that kind of turns out uh, because the first two movies like or I guess three movies man of steel uh you know batman vs superman suicide squad have been eh, at least for me personally no wonder woman has been like yes it's
1: kind of the general consensus um you know i mean i personally love man of steel but there are a few of us out there
0: (laughs) yeah but i mean i i i don't know i'm a huge christopher reeve superman fan and uh when brandon routh did superman returns i know a lot of people take flaming dumps on that movie but i feel like he was a and say what you will about the story or about how you know how cheesy it was it was cheesy but at the same time i feel like like brandon routh really embodied kind of the good-natured superman that
1: we need what was the what was the one with uh richard pryor
0: that was superman 3
1: is that the one with the the cellophane s where he like rips it off his chest and like throws it on the guy (laughs)
0: Oh man, I don't that know. That was so weird. It's like, yes. Yeah. It's also, the, that's also the one where the where the lady gets turned into a robot yeah. and, <laughs> and they have to kill her. And it's just super like that. There were the, so yeah. many decisions where you were like, wow. what are you doing?
1: What were you trying to get across here?
0: it is the seventies and eighties. I imagine you guys were smoking something, but it seems like you were on like a number of things. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like you were doing crack and acid at the same time. And I'm not sure what this has to do with anything, but anyway, but yeah, I loved, I loved it. Um, if you haven't seen it, freaking go see it because yeah, it's definitely, worth especially
1: considering everything that comes out over the course of the rest of the summer. Um, see it before it gets you know time before show times become less and less or you yeah, have to wait yeah. till it comes out on DVD oh um, by the
0: way I, I will say for those of you listening like h- how long has Wonder Woman been out it's been out for like a couple of weeks for sure
1: right uh, I want to say the beginning of June yeah
0: yeah it so June it's been 3rd out or something yeah yeah so if that's the case it's been out for like almost 20 days um and we went to go on Saturday at like two o'clock in the afternoon, like not a huge, like, time to go see movies. We got there, uh, like mm, forty-five minutes to thirty minutes before the show started. They were totally sold out. Really? Um, yes. Wow. And so we had to we had to buy tickets for a later show and then leave and come back. Like, still, and that's at like one of the biggest theaters in town here. So I was like.
1: Gum, dude like oh cars 3 came out i was trying to figure out what wow last week it got 41.3 million still yeah as a 92 is, percent on rotten tomatoes
0: it has a super strong like it's it's got a pretty nice tail going so
1: did you see um pirates of the caribbean no i didn't i didn't i, I don't know an article anyone today. that
0: has i didn't even know that was out until like 20 minutes ago
1: I think it came out the week before Wonder Woman. And then Wonder Nobody Woman came Nobody is out. talking I about know. it. I I don't know a single person that saw it. Um, I also and I'm a huge see pirates Captain guy. Underpants. And I really want to.
0: Well, I have literally no interest in that. 85 I could not have any less You didn't interest. read them as a
1: kid. Like, no. that was... I read all those as a kid. I'll tell
0: you what I did read. Books about pirates.
1: Like Treasure Island. Yeah, I like Treasure and Island. And then you watched... And Mumet the
0: Count
1: Treasure of Monte Cristo. Count of and Monte is amazing.
0: It is. It really is. And the movie's amazing.
1: It really is. Like you can't you can't argue that, like, like say who's the who is the actor that plays him? Um, Jesus. Is it <laughs> <laughs> Jim Caviezel? Jim Caviezel. Like, some people and Guy cannot Pierce is the villain. And him. Um he's great in that movie. No, some people, I I feel like he's one of those actors, like almost like a Nicolas Cage where people are like, oh my God, he's the worst. Um, Dude, he's great. uh, Also, he
0: was really good in Passion of the Christ, which is a disturbing movie if you haven't seen it.
1: I still haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, it's brutal, dude. It's really (laughs) brutal. Also, have you heard like there's these weird things, uh, you know, that were like when he was up on the cross, he actually like, while he was up there, he actually got struck by lightning. Oh my God, no. One of the, oh yeah. And like, he got like a tiny taste of what, of what, Of what Jesus, you know, supposedly went through. I feel like Mel Gibson made that happen somehow. It was like they were all like these weird accidents where like like when he was getting whipped, like, you know what a cat of nine tails is, right? Yeah. It's it's basically a a, a whip, a leather whip with nine strands that has like shards of bone and glass in it. So that and basically what they do is they hit you on the back, but it like wraps around you and digs into your flesh and then they rip it back. Uh, And it like, it like basically just shreds you. And I apologize for the graphic, like (laughs) description of what that is disturbing thing. But, um, and it would just like shred you and you'd bleed all over the place. Uh, what they did was they had a like fake, they had a fake whip. And what happened was he was like, he's on all fours, um, or like being chained to this like post. And what they had was they had his back facing the camera and they had like a slab of wood on his stomach. So that when the guy like whipped around him, it would hit the wood. But one of the things missed, and like actually got him. Oh my god! Now it's fake. I don't know. I don't know how. How like? I mean, you're getting whipped. D- how much it. that I hurt? Mean, but, I get whipped but, with like, a
1: towel. It's gonna hurt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: And this is one that has like stuff in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like and there's like a lot of stuff like that. So I, I do like, want
1: to read real quick. This is from okay. Cinelinks.com Just because I I'm intrigued now. Um, hold on. Let me put on my glasses. Oh, my. Story time with Chris. This is talking about the passion of the crisis or some of the accidents that Jim Caviezel suffered. Actor Jim Caviezel suffered greatly during filming uh, through being struck twice by lightning, hypothermia, lung infections, pneumonia, and accidental whipping, like Brian just told us about, a dislocated shoulder, and eight-hour makeup routines that left him with severe headaches and skin infections. (laughs)
0: Wow. Brutal. So just so you guys know, not easy being Jesus. Not easy being jeezy. <laughs> yeah. Man. Do you remember was... Family
1: Guy when they did the uh the trailer for the Passion of the Christ too and it was supposed to have like Chris Tucker in it? And he was like, oh. man Jesus, you crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great.
0: Oh, I remember when I used to watch Family Guy.
1: (laughs) I know. I I don't even know what it's like anymore. I hear it's different and not as funny.
0: Yeah. I I think I watched like the first like three, four or five seasons maybe. Something like that. Yeah. And I totally fell off. Also, watched another movie for the first time. Not a new movie, a very old movie. Wait, I watched, you had never seen this before? For the first time in my life, I watched Oliver and Company. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> I can't remember what VHS it was when I was growing up, but there was one in particular that I like became. I want to say it was like The Lion King, but I was like obsessed with it for a p- short period of time. And there was always an Oliver and Company like trailer yeah. before the movie came on, and I would always it have to is watch torture, it. torture,
0: chain me to the wall. <laughs> like, and I was just like, "Yeah, man, that guy seems cool." Never watched it. Always wanted to because it was an orange cat. Which I had an orange cat when I was a kid, yeah. and it died very shortly after. You want to hear a sad story? Oh, I mean, if you must. Never mind. I mean, I was gonna just say about my little orange. My little orange. What kitty. happened to the kitty? Well, we. This was the first. Okay. When you're a kid and you go to the mall, right? What do you want to do? You want to go to the arcade. You want to play skee ball, of course. Yeah. You want to go to the freaking Mazios. You want to get yourself a hot slice, naturally, some pizza. And you want to do? You want to go to the pet store and convince your parents to get you a pet, right? One time, uh, we were looking at, we you know we were walking past in the mall, and we saw like a giant cage of chinchillas. And I was like, what is this crazy beast? And we like held some and we were like, man, this is crazy. And then, and then, you know, I looked over and Kayla, my little sister, was looking at this other cage and it had a bunch of kittens in it. And one of them was this adorable orange striped kitten. And he was just cute as a button, eyes as big as golf balls. <laughs> Not really, but you get the idea. I'm, I'm being, yeah, I'm painting you guys a picture here. Uh, and he was adorable. And I was like, mom, Dad, can we get this kitten? And they actually said yes. And so, you know, we took we took this little buddy home, named him Scamper, uh, which is the most adorable it's name in the world. It's such a cute name. It is. It really, really is. And he was so, so small. He was like a third of the size of our other cat, Michelangelo, who was my favorite cat in the whole world, and the greatest cat. Traveled all around the world with me, you know, living the life. Uh, but Scamper... Was just a cute little bundle of fur that just like kind of tumbled around, uh, you know. He, like Michelangelo, was was inside outside, so you know they would just go out and wander around and then come back, you know, in at night and and uh, and stuff like that. Oh no, <laughs> Chris is Chris has a
1: look on his. Where face. Where were you living at the time?
0: I was living in Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, and so uh, one morning uh, we went out to get ready for school and we were about to get into my dad's truck and uh, my dad opened the door and was getting ready to open uh, you know he opened the driver door was gonna get in and then stopped and was like uh, kids why don't you stand over here um, I need to do so I need to take care of something real quick uh, don't worry about it, just stand over here and uh, and then we'll go to school and uh, he reached in uh, on the floorboard, Of the truck and picked up a little dead scamper and uh, took him out back. And as it turned out, um, he had gone into the road and one of our neighbors had hit him. And since it was a small town where people locked their doors, but typically didn't lock their their cars or anything like that, they, they knew, they recognized the cat. Right. And knew that it was ours. And uh, then they had, unsure of what to do, they had put it like in in the uh, driver's side seat on the floorboards. Oh God, uh, of my dad's truck, um, and that was where we found him. Damn. And that was not terribly long after uh, Kayla's cat. Uh, this was we lived in the city then we had lived in the country out on like an acre or a couple of acres like five acres before and when we were going to move into the city to be closer to our school uh our parents told us that we could pick each pick one of the cats from out of the barn to take with us to the city and so i picked one that was like uh like gray and white and sort of stuff like that and i named him michelangelo because after the Ninja Turtle, I mean, come on. Naturally. And uh, and my sister picked one that was like a light brown, um, and spotted and stuff like that, uh, named Sarah Michelle because at that time she wanted to be like Sarah Michelle Gellar, because she was the hottest time. Uh Yeah. <laughs> you were so old. And and uh, and it wasn't long after we moved to the city that Sarah Michelle also. Got hit by a car, man, uh, and taken out. These outdoor cats, man, you can't. Michelangelo survived a fight with a raccoon in which the raccoon broke his tail, broke his hips, and bit through his skull. Oh my god! Uh, we went to the vet, and the vet poured in like a like a solution, like a flushing solution, right. into the top hole, and it came out the side. <gasps> he had no vision loss. He had no brain damage, and he healed up totally. What a badass. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And not only that, Michelangelo then proceeded to survive all of our trips, our move to Singapore, our move to Dubai, our move back to America later, lived to be about 20 years old. Uh, it always which is,
1: I always forget like the toll that that can take on an animal. You can still hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah. moved my foot and, uh, I hit a cable. I was like, Oh no. Um, like, I don't, I've never moved. Right. So like I've, I mean, outside of like moving out of my parents and into my own apartment. Um, yeah, I've never had to move an animal like with me anywhere. And yeah. everyone always says like how draining of a process that can be. Um, Specifically on the animal, and like when I think Rooster Teeth podcast was just talking about this a few weeks ago. And like, when they like, if somebody has to like move from one side of the country to the other, that plane ride alone can just like completely mess up a cat.
0: Just yeah, I mean, if they're like weak that. for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Not Michelangelo though,
0: no, dude, he man, he. Yeah, he's like basically the badassness of all the Ninja Turtles rolled up into one. <laughs> uh, you really, I mean, he's basically Splinter. Like, he's teaching us things. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's,
1: That's and it's wild. crazy
0: because we moved all over the place. Like, I've moved something, I, I want to say, like, 43 times in my life. Jesus. some It's some ballpark in the higher th- high 30s or 40s. Um, I, I lose track. I'll need to go back and just count again. I do that every every couple of years. Like I, I I count it up again and you know take the freaking grand total. I've I've never found anybody who can beat that. Like I've always like challenged people to be like, hey, you think you moved a lot? Like let's see, let's freaking you know measure this and see who's <laughs> longer. Uh, but yeah, uh, and it's we never had any problems. Like we had a bunch of pets all the time, and uh, you know we had a bunch of stuff like that happen. But um, and in the end, he didn't even die. Like we put him down because he was in like a a ton of pain and that, that I don't want to bring it down even further, but like, that's like the darkest, the darkest moment in my life was when, was when we were putting him down and I was looking into his eyes as, as the, the life left him. And that, like that, like I may well up now, (laughs) <laughs> Why are we talking about that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I loved him dearly, and uh, that was like I, I bawled uncontrollably. You know what? That. Like at home, like I've never cried harder than that. And I've had like I've had relatives die, but like I've never wept more bitterly. Having to
1: watch that is one of the, the most difficult things and any living creature can go through. Like watching something that you love just like the life leave its eyes. It's oh man, terrible. Oof. I want to I want to bring it on a different note,
0: okay, still related to death, yeah.
1: Okay, but I, I want to talk about something. So I was uh, as this I this is often, what
0: happens when Marty's not here. Yeah, Marty comes. We just save get us. super
1: depressing because he's not here to like balance us out. So we just talk about whatever we want, and apparently we have yeah. a lot that we've been internalizing lately, Ryan. <laughs> so I um. I was on YouTube, as I often am, and I was looking at TED Talks, as I often do, and I found one. This girl um, was talking about a movement that she started called Big Talk. Have you heard about this? Mm -mm. So, it's from a couple years ago. Um, The idea is that you get to know somebody on a more personal level and have a more meaningful conversation if you skip the small talk and you have what she refers to as big talk. Hmm. So, I like this idea. Yeah. So she talked about, you know, her whole process coming up with it, whatever. Well, she made this video where she goes around a random stranger. She mics him up and puts him on camera. And she asks um, two questions. One was, what do you want to do before you die? And then... And it's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Do you want to be in this video? Okay, great. And then she asks the question. And then So the, they have no idea. So they have no idea what's coming. And then the other one is, what would you do if you knew you were going to die tomorrow? Like, what's, like, the last thing you would do? Um, and I wanted to pose it to both of you, um, but I totally forgot about it until you were talking about the cat, obviously. Um, but I just thought it was an... First of all, I think it's a. it's a great way to really get to know like who somebody is and what they truly care about. Um and also like how do you even begin to have the balls to ask somebody that question? Cause like I would never be on a job interview and <clears throat> when they're like <laughs> Well do you have any questions for us? I would never be like, yeah, what do you want to do before you die? <laughs> but that would be
0: awesome, though.
1: I know. That's the thing. Like, I feel like that's you could a have badass like, move. a really epic what? conversation with these people.
0: They would be talking about that for, for the rest like, of their lives. Like, the life. rest of their lives, basically. Yeah. Like, anytime they hired, they're like, hey, remember? remember like, even you know if they didn't hire you. Yeah, they'd these like, like, remember, that, remember guy? that guy who asked us what we wanted to do before we died? Like, you were putting and they had an impact
1: in. on their life in some way.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what the crazy thing is? I kind of do that already. Like, I kind of have big talks. Like, I'll just be walking. Like, I'll be, like, in the elevator, and I'll look over, and I'll be like, man, I'm having a real bummer of a day. I can't stop thinking about death. Like Or, like, I'll just say, like, (laughs) random stuff like that. This is just how I live my life. Like, one time I was waiting at at our crosswalk in Singapore, and I ended up telling the guy standing next to me waiting for the light to turn green my life story. And I I cannot remember how it happened. Well, and then, so,
1: in that same kind of light what she had talked about was she went on study abroad when she was in college. And she mentioned how, when she was gone or when she, you know, when she was over wherever she was, how she was so much more open to just talk to anyone and everyone that she could accept any invitation to like one night she was um, like salsa dancing with these professors at the university she was studying at. um, And that back home, she would not do that because she'd be weirded out or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, like, what is it that makes you less vulnerable and more open to these ideas just because you're in you're in a completely new place. You don't know the area. God forbid something it, happens.
0: It's a very finite thing. Yeah. Like, you don't know. Like, you know when you're going to leave. You don't know maybe when you'll be back, so you want to take advantage of every moment. Right. So It's why, a good point. Like, we should just live like that right. all the time.
1: But because we live in this world that is so... I don't want to say controlled, but it seems like everybody's so afraid of each other. You know what I mean? Where, you know, what, what could happen? What, I don't want to do that. Like what if they're crazy or whatever? Um, And the bottom line is like, um, not everybody's like that. There are people out there like that for sure. But there is, uh, what's his name? Sebastian. There's some comedian. Sebastian something. Um, He's an Italian guy. Um, Yeah. Sebastian Bach. But he he does this bit about um, when people used to knock on your door like in like the early '90s and '80s, like you'd be like, "Oh yeah, get the enemies out, come stay a little bit." Like you'd be all excited yeah. that somebody was here. Like, "Oh, get the family!" Like, "Oh, let's see who's at the front door, honey." And now if somebody knocks, and now it's, now like, it's like, "Who the hell's that?" Yeah, <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Isn't that the police? <sighs> like people freak out whenever somebody knocks. Yeah, it's um, true.
0: But it's freaking weird. We live in a weird world. We man. do,
1: man. And like. I really think that, like, I would like to say that after watching that, I'm going to change how I interact with strangers. And I'm not going to tense up, you know, around people um, and things like that. And I I will be more open and just say whatever's on my mind. But, like, I know I'm not going to. Um, I just wish I knew what it was that was holding me back, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
0: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I used to be a lot more reserved than I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always very, very open and friendly and stuff like that. Like, there's a scene that, that my mom tells me about, you know, from time to time when I get bummed out or, you know, or depressed about, like, how things are in the world and how people behave towards one another. Um, but one time we were on, like, we went to some farm or something like that. Uh, and I can't remember what it was for. It was either a school trip or, or you know, my parents knew the people or something like that. But we were at this farm and there were, you know, sheep and dogs and like all sorts of stuff out there. And there was also a chicken. And I I like walked up to it. And she said she like very vividly remembers this moment of me walking up to this chicken with my hands held out like to try to give it a hug. and it And it pecked me on my hand, like on my finger. And I turned around and just welled up and like the the look of, of sorrow on my face. She said like <laughs> you just felt so betrayed like you just wanted to be its friend. <laughs> and you didn't understand why it didn't like you. Yeah. And that's kind of still who I am.
1: But that's also like,
0: that's...
1: like that chicken could be any human being right? Yes like, of course. And it's totally happened where yeah. I've been in moments whether you know it's uh, I'm intoxicated or you know, or not, you know, I walk up to somebody and I'll make a comment and they either look at me and they're like, yeah, fucking weirdo, or they're totally on board with it. And then you have this crazy conversation yeah. Um, that, like, you don't forget about. Like, and the other thing I thought about after watching this video was, honestly, that's kind of how I met you and Marty, because I was just gonna say that (laughs) like normally if I were in Philly and I looked at my phone and I was like oh there's this thing happening tonight I wouldn't just find some random person to be like you wearing this t-shirt that happens to be nerdy I bet you we'd be friends like I wouldn't do that
0: yeah and I don't I don't know why I don't know why but it totally worked out yeah because now you and I and Marty are like freaking best friends
1: that barely know each
0: other yeah exactly yeah that's kind of the pitch of the show. Yeah. That's the elevator pitch. Be friends with people that you don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But that is 100%. That is on brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I think, I think I'm just going to give the advice from the end of the show right now. Go talk to somebody you don't know. Yeah. Pause the podcast and go talk to the closest person to you right now. If you're listening to this. Uh, and while you're driving to work, stop the car, flag somebody else down. No, I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> stop do that. traffic. Don't do that. But just like talk to, some, have a real conversation with somebody that you don't know because you never, here's the thing. Two things, three things will happen. Okay. One, it won't go anywhere and you've weeded out one person that you know isn't like, isn't worth your time. <laughs> really cool person that isn't worth <laughs> your time. Two. You'll find out that they are a really cool person. They are worth your time and you'll have a good time and chill out with them and maybe talk to them at a further date or three, they'll pull out a knife and stab you to death. One of those things will happen.
1: If you're in public, it's less likely to happen, but maybe pepper spray.
0: I think that's That's true. Yeah. Also true. Context is very, very important. Yes. So, you know, be wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Oh, man, what a freaking crazy, weird episode yeah, this, this, this is a, already. This took
1: a turn for sure. Um,
0: <laughs> it took a real turn. Can I? Can, can I ask you something?
1: Sure. While we, you know, to, to try and get on a more lighthearted subject.
0: Um, sure. Brian, do you want, anything Brian, in the world. You, Brian, can, you
1: don't. Have, you don't have kids. I do not. I don't have kids either. But I have a niece and nephew. You do not. Okay. And I want to know.
0: I your... also have nieces and a nephew.
1: Okay. So. I want to know your thought on themed parties and sorry to any of my family members that are listening that are going to be offended, but I can't figure That's this out. Happens. That's what happens. Deal with it. Um, themed parties when it's a small child, like one to three years old.
0: Let me tell you something, Chris, you, you may have opened a Pandora's box. You didn't know about because I have hard opinions on this. Oh, that's fine. Already, no, I'm interested. I already know. I already know precisely what is going to happen with my family. Okay. And and let me tell you. Okay. There is going to be an achievement system in our child's life. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to unlock stuff with certain prerequisites. Guess what? If you're old enough to ask why you don't get presents on Christmas, boom! You just unlocked Christmas. Now you can have it. <laughs> If you're old enough to ask why nothing special happens on your birthday, boom, there you go, you get a birthday. (laughs) Until you know what the hell is going on with a birthday, you don't get one because it's a lot of work for something you will not remember, you will not appreciate, and is just like whatever. Like damn, you took that to
1: like the next level, like of my opinion of it. So yep, my my (laughs) sister-in-law, who I, I love her to death. And I love I love my niece she's like my best friend in the world but she just turned two they had a mermaid themed birthday first of all homegirl's never seen the little mermaid doesn't know nothing this about is already sea creatures. a betrayal oh I'm this just is gonna tell you <laughs> listen I got real heated by this homegirl has never seen the little Did this mermaid trigger you Chris <laughs> Homegirl doesn't know anything about sea creatures homegirl does not know what a mermaid is <laughs>
0: Homegirl, uh-huh. homegirl is not a marine biologist. You do not get a mermaid party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe me four fish in the ocean. You cannot. Good day.
0: Oh yeah, you like marine life? Name their last album. You know what?
1: Homegirl loves Sesame Street and Moana.
0: So and you need trolls. birds and surfing. You need surfing birds, is what you need. Have either
1: of those three? One of those three. Themed parties, in my opinion. If my kid's super into... If my kid's super into Sesame Street, and I know they're going to shit a brick when they see an Elmo-faced cupcake, I'm going to fucking have Elmo-faced cupcakes and Cookie Monster-faced cupcakes at their fucking birthday.
0: Or cookies that look like little tiny trash cans. Yes. Like, why not? Yes. So, here's what you you need. You need a giant... Uh, you know, dude or puppet or stuffed animal or whatever, and it's Bert, but he's like super swole with tribal tattoos all over him. That's what you need. <laughs> and
1: that's just Maui. You just you just,
0: just, <laughs> just mash it up. Just mash it up. Just have a surfing Big Bird and he's just and a freaking swole tatted up it. Bert And like all that sort of stuff. I I have already run out of things references for Moana because I have not seen it and I have known so nothing about it except that The Rock is in it and he sings. And he's like some god or something.
1: Uh, he's uh, Maui. He's a demigod, actually. But
0: okay, well, whatever, dude. Like that's fantastic. Good for you, knowing so much about Moana. There's a lot of stuff. Like I've never seen Lilo and Stitch, and people tell me that's good. Oh, that's Lilo also like set cute. in Hawaii and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that.
1: I like that movie. Yeah. Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind. That's what he I sounds mean, like. I, I, but I would, you wouldn't know I wouldn't,
0: that. I wouldn't. No. That means nothing to me. No. Um.
1: But no, like, I... So, I'm watching this party happen. It's very cute. The pictures are great. That's really what it's all about, right? So that we can put it on Facebook and everybody... Oh,
0: my God. It looks like you had such a great time. We didn't, but I'm glad it looks like that. For me,
1: (laughs) hell is stressful. I don't have children. I didn't know where to go. These kids are running around all over the place. Like, I am in no state to be having a kid in this mental world in my life right now. Because... I am a giant man, baby, and quite honestly, like if you're gonna get into an argument with me about who's a better superhero, like I am gonna win. If you're like an eight year old, and B, your opinion doesn't matter because you don't know as much as I do.
0: So I took that. I don't know what that says about me, but I took that as like he, he was looking into the Chris was dear listeners. Chris was looking into the camera at me. And I took it as a direct challenge and was like, "Bitch. it's all Chris, I would win. <laughs> like what are you talking about? Anyway,
1: I felt like Billy Madison where he was like <laughs> where he's like, "Oh, what do you play uh, Donkey Kong?" And the kid's like, "Donkey Kong sucks. Oh, you know something
0: you suck." <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, although I'm not a huge fan of Donkey Kong, so I can't argue that point, but it's okay. I mean, it's, if you're talking about those era of games, like, give me Rampage, dude. Give me fucking uh, uh, no. Rampage. No. No. Yes. Absolutely yes. not.
1: Yes. Um, Donkey Kong Country. Donkey
0: Kong Country, that's a totally okay. different thing. Okay, good. Donkey Kong Country is amazing. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country 2 It's got is the a soundtrack. It's got the yes. graphics. Yes. It's got I'm going to be gameplay. honest with you, Donkey Kong 3 was good. What was? Donkey Kong 3. Donkey Kong Country 3 was good. Yeah. You get to ride a giant spider. Mm-hmm. Spat out a bunch of webs. Donkey you know, Kong it was-
1: Tropical Freeze. Also good. Donkey uh, Kong Country Returns. Also good. Port it to Switch. That's all I'm saying.
0: I mean, if they do port Tropical Freeze to the Switch, I'm embarrassed to say this. I will probably buy it again and try it again. And I was not thinking like about it, this today.
1: Are there any it- games that they could port to Wii U, or port from Wii U to Switch, that you that are first-party that you wouldn't buy again yes like what
0: uh pikmin or um i thought New- i didn't play one i didn't play wonderful one one i still wouldn't buy it um, that was platinum no that wasn't i'd probably get uh i'd I, yeah i would definitely get bayonetta if they did that uh, um i didn't buy bayonetta 2 including one right but if they put that on Switch, I would 100% get it mm-hmm. because I've heard that they're, those games are great. Um and plus like they're basically like Devil May Cry, which is like right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. It's just Lady Devil May Cry basically. Yeah. Um I've heard they're quite good.
1: But I thought like the only one that I would be like I really don't need that is New Super Mario Bros. U. But I would <laughs> still want New Super Luigi U because it's harder.
0: Man, I would I would probably I'd probably still, still buy that. that
1: that'd be the one that i'd be like i don't need this but i'm gonna buy it anyway
0: man i don't know i don't know i don't know if i'd be more likely or less likely to buy new super mario Bros. u over 3d world because
1: like, oh, i could the hell world. out of that game i would totally play um, that game all
0: over again oh man plus you could split off the joy cons no screw it i would i would get that as well yeah Cause that multiplayer is just so juicy. Oh, it's so good, so fresh, and so clean. It's so, it's so. Let's just talk about how great that is and how much better it is than Mario Galaxy. Come on. What? Mario 3D World and 3D Land are just infinitely better than Mario Galaxy. I don't know about like, all that.
1: I mean, let's just uh, let's just go, go there and that. make a
0: commitment. Let, you know, let's make a hard commitment right here and just take a stand. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. That's <laughs> just not a thing I'm gonna do. Speaking of old games. I revisited an old favorite of mine this week on Das Vita. I played a little bit of Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, really? I was listening to uh, some people do a breakdown on Final Fantasy Tactics and just kind of talking about the myriad ways in which that game is basically a masterpiece and I was remembering about how good it was, and I typically don't go back and play older games, but I just fired it up, and I had a a save game that was pretty close to the beginning because it was War of the Lions. I played... um, Final Fantasy Tactics obviously originally came out on the original um, PlayStation, but War of the Lions was one that came out on PSP, and it was remastered. It had slowdown when your characters or enemies used abilities, which was super aggravating to me, but in every other way... Well, except for one. It was... Superior. Mm-hmm. Um, they opened up the Dark Knight class for your character so that Ramza, the main character, could actually become one of the Holy Knights, which was always what I wanted to do because the Holy Knights had the freaking crazy powers. Um, the one thing that I'm not a huge fan of is like the crazy Elizabethan, kind of Shakespearean translation on the War of the Lions. Like, I really liked the old, kind of quirky translation on the PS1 version, but man, that game is still really great. Um, uh, I just
1: think it's so weird that they... Uh, that was what that was the last one they came out with, right? On PSP.
0: Yeah, Warlines. Lines, yeah.
1: And I feel like
0: Or no no no, no 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 no, that's not right. They um well, I mean, what, when was when was uh Final Fantasy Tactics Advance uh Grimoire of the Rift A2? That was on Game Boy Advance.
1: That would have been before, I think. Either way, like yeah,
0: it's I mean, it's been, I mean, it's you're, been you're a hot we're talking minute.
1: about like ten ten 10 years at least, I would think. Yeah. Um So meanwhile,
0: Disgaea is pretty much the only one out there in the, uh, grid based tactical game. Yeah. Any good. My estimation, but
1: well, people also, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the argument is that now fire emblem is like, is eating their lunch.
0: Yeah. But come on, dude. Is there anybody out there that would say that fire emblem is better than final fantasy tactics?
1: I guarantee you there are people out there saying that
0: there are, but every single one of them is wrong. And I'm sorry. I will fight all of them verbally on Twitter uh, 140 characters or <laughs> less. <laughs> yes, yes. But there is there is no universe in which any, like, and like and I say this as somebody who played and granted like this doesn't make me an OG fan and I'm sure that Tyler is gonna freaking rag me over the coals for this because he loves like Shadow Dragon and like all those old super hardcore ones um, like that like he's very very excited about the 3ds uh, remaster of of two and that sort of thing he really loves that sort of stuff but like. I played Awakening and every version of Fates, like all three of them. Uh, And I freaking love those games. They are not, they should not be mentioned in the same sentence as Final Fantasy Tactics, the original. Like you can talk about those when you talk about Tactics Advance, maybe. But like the original Final Fantasy Tactics is just better in every way. The stories blow the story away in any of those Fire Emblem games, the gameplay is masterful. The job system is incredible, and way be- it's just it's just better. And anybody who thinks otherwise, you can just step off. Basically, is what you I saying. You heard like it
1: that. here, folks. You heard it here. Step off.
0: <laughs> step off. I should I should ha- have Chris do that because he has the accent for it. Step off. But yeah, yeah. So I was big into that. I played a lot of like weird little games uh this week I also tried for the first time ever I tried candy crush because ever, I don't know why ever yeah ever ever
1: you've played like a match three though uh
0: like frozen I've freefall
1: played... or bejeweled or
0: no um, how is that even possible I don't really play mobile games I did play I have played uh drop 7 and I have played uh t- what is it 2048 or 1024 2048 uh, you know what I'm talking I about, have no right? idea. The one where like the the little number blocks, uh, oh, go, like, drop down oh, and you slide yeah, them yeah, into each other and that. they double up. I used to I play this twenty hard game. I think it's called Twenty Forty Eight. It's a good game. Yeah. yeah, Drop Seven also super good. Mm-hmm. Really weird, hard uh, game. But like once you get no the puzzles versus dragons fun. or anything.
1: No, you're weird. What did you think of it? Uh, I,
0: there's uh, there is an. Unforgivable thing that I cannot stand, uh, which is the hint system that you cannot turn off. Like, like two and a half seconds or something after you make a move, it basically bounces uh, candy. That is another move that you can make.
1: You and know why it does that? As a
0: as a puzzle game, it's to keep the momentum going. No, 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 stupid no, garbage like You know that. why they do that? Why? Because
1: if you are taking too long to make a move. And then they say, oh, here's one. They're not actually picking one that is going to be good for you. They're picking one that, like, like, you could let it sit there and just pick every move that they, like, suggest to you. But you won't get a good score. Because they want you to pay for more lives and more whatever.
0: <gasps> in the game. That is diabolical. Yeah,
1: That's why that game has no soul.
0: I mean, I, I already deleted it because I was like, I can't I can't turn off the hint system. I just want to play I this. Love, like, I, I would, love that
1: you like took the the super analytical like game nerd approaching, or just like as a game, it doesn't really like some so many people who like wouldn't know otherwise. Just that's why they get hooked. They're just like, oh, it's
0: so easy. And I, and I'm like, this is supposed to be a puzzle game. Fuck off and let me solve the puzzle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Stop telling me what it... And I looked. I looked online, and I was like, is there a way to turn off the hints? Like, is there a way to make it so they don't freaking bounce? This thing? Nope. No option. And I was like, okay, well, guess what? Never playing this game again.
1: Have you played Peggle... Um, what was it Peggle Blast on mobile? No. You should no. play that. It's yeah. a really... Th- there are parts of it that are, like, infuriating. Like, it, it w- will take so much in you to not spend money. Um because there are some levels that are just totally unfair yeah but uh let me
0: let me hold on let me pull something up real quick let me open my phone because i have played some mobile games just not many um
1: i don't really either anymore i did like when ipads first came out and all that but
0: there was a time when uh i was really trying to go without carrying a handheld around which i've always done basically if i go anywhere like if i go anywhere i've got some sort of a handheld gaming device with me because in case like if your car breaks down and you got to wait for a tow truck to come up like who wants to just hang around like i want to play a game <laughs> um and so i i uh i played there was a time when i was going on vacation in malaysia when i didn't take anything with me and i just downloaded uh, chaos rings from the store which is a square enix rpg it was like 20 bucks oh my god um but it was supposedly really good and I like played through the whole thing hundred percent of it loved it. Um, and apparently they're on like chaos rings four or five now uh, and they're all 20 bucks, but you can't get the first two or three on iOS anymore, which sucks because I totally paid for those and totally enjoyed them and wanted to go back and play them uh, you know again. I've also played stuff like cut the rope, which is awesome. like cut, cut the, the rope is,
1: is good. I like that.
0: great. I love that game. Uh, and then I played uh, I played Monument Valley, which is a fantastic game. we've I think I've talked about that on the show. Yep. Um, I play like I download like a chess game. I have Drop Seven, uh, but like really, I haven't played that much. There was a time when I was playing um, Triple Triad, which is the card game from Final Fantasy VIII. There's a way to get to the Final Fantasy Portal uh, app on iOS where you can like actually play that game. It's fun. It's not great though.
1: Um, I played the Simpsons Arcade remake that they made for mobile a little while back. Actually, that would have been. I like, just
0: when i was in high school i just don't trust these experiences to be quality like i bought um i bought sword and sorcery still haven't finished it i really need to that's one of the games that i want to get back to because people say a lot of good things about it plus the guy who uh who did the uh jim Guthrie, who did the soundtrack um for it also did like a slew of levels in oh my god that game that's on ps3 uh vita ps4 sound shapes oh really uh, the, like the super pixelated, like square yeah, yeah. robot looking dudes. That was all Jim Guthrie soundtrack. He did, uh, uh, sword and sorcery. Oh, I never and knew that's why all, like, that
1: soundtrack was such a big deal. Like I never listened to it. Um, yeah. that makes sense though.
0: It's really good. It's really, really good. They highly recommend that you play the game with headphones in because there's like a lot of sound and stuff that goes on. Oh, it's super cool. cool. Um, like I, I've dabbled in Mario run and Hearthstone and stuff like that, but just mobile gaming in general, I want it to be better than it is. Um, but that kind of led me to a really cool situation this week where I was at, uh, I was at a Father's Day party, and uh, one of uh, my little brother AJ's friends, Asa, was there, and he was, like, holding his phone like this, just straight up and down, looked like he was texting, and I heard, like, Yeah! And I was like, "I'm sorry. uh, It sounds, (laughs) excuse me, sir, but and I may be mistaken, but it it sounds as though you're playing The Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past on your phone." And he's like, "Yeah," and he turned it around, and I was like, "What is this?" I'm assuming he he is
1: Android. No,
0: he has an iPhone, which is what caught my eye. Yes, he had an iPhone, and he's like, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I was uh, under the impression that this was not possible. Good sir, you're going to have to educate me on this. And he helped me out to get this thing called uh, GBA for iOS. Oh, does that still work?
1: Yes. I did not know that. I I remember when that came out.
0: So he freaking got that set up for me, and now I've got Final Fantasy VI on my phone, and you best believe, son, I'm playing through what many people consider to be one of the greatest RPGs of all time. You're and playing the it on a offering.
1: fucking iPhone. But
0: here's the thing. No, no, I, that's I exactly what you're doing. I have it. I can, I have two options. I can either play it on my computer or I can play it on my phone. And I have so many other games that I need to play on computer. Doesn't matter that, that it's, uh, Audrey has taken over the living room and has just been watching like fresh off the boat on TV <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm just like, I need to just not be at this computer for a little bit of time. And, uh, this is like, and I, I, I'm done with everything on switch and I don't have anything I need to go back for on 3ds or, you know, uh, Vita until, uh, Metroid returns comes out. Yeah. You know, which is in freaking like September or something. Yep. Uh, so it's like, until then I'm like, like, what am I going to, what am I going to play? I still need to do more horizon. Which I still, I still haven't touched since I stopped that time so, because I've got a freaking World of Warcraft obsession going on.
1: I... Oh, well, first of all, I need to publicly announce that I beat Breath of the Wild this weekend. Yeah, I found every shrine. Um, maxed out my um, ancient armor. Took Ganon nice. one try. That was, like, the easiest boss fight ever.
0: You're also freaking, like, maxed out. Like, you got all the shrines. Yeah. It's like it's like Ganon in in uh, Ocarina of Time is a pushover if you got every heart piece. Yeah, but I I guess my problem with
1: this. So I was talking about this game with uh, one of the guys I work with, and he was saying how he didn't find it. It wasn't his favorite Zelda game. Um, I'll put it that way. And so basically, we need to just burn him at the stake, right? I mean, that was my original thought, and then. I listened to what he had to say, and I was like, I totally get your argument. I don't think you're right. What did he say? But um, he was going on about, he was like, when I play Arkham Knight or, like, any of the Batman Arkham games, if I'm in combat with somebody and I have all these Batman gadgets and gear and whatever, I can switch between them on the fly and I can make all these really cool combos and I, like, And it all flows together and it works. Whereas with Zelda, you can go through most of that game without using... Like, if you're not going into Shrines, you can go through most of that game without using the Chrono stuff. Like the ice, yeah, magnetism, all that stuff. Um, the argument becomes, is it more important to have it where it's so open that you can play it any way you want? Or... Have a system that is so fluid, that is so tied together, that oh it my
0: god, can you can you imagine a game in which you could also combo in like freezing enemies? That
1: was the point he was making, and I was like, that oh would have god. been amazing. Yeah, and I, and I totally get the argument because like during ta, the ta, fight
0: ta, ta, ching, and then just like freaking switch to a heavy weapon and like rotate yeah. around and freaking shoot him into the distance yeah oh my god that would have been because like
1: kind of spoiler alert but like not really the boss fight with ganon you fight him the same way you fight every other enemy in the game so like mechanically it's not a whole lot different um
0: well i mean in- until you don't at the very end
1: well <laughs> i was gonna leave that well, out uh, but yeah yeah um yeah.
0: do you mean to edit that out
1: no it's i mean whatever okay um uh, play breath of the wild it doesn't matter it's fucking amazing um <laughs> yes. but uh, after he told me that i was kind of like damn like it's totally not that game for sure but like yeah it definitely took the wind out of the sails a little bit because i was like i wish it were set up that way It would have been a much more compelling combat experience, because if I put Breath of the Wild side by side with Wind Waker, I think I like Wind Waker's combat more.
0: There are so few differences between the two, though. Like there's the lock on and like the rotate around and like do the upward slice and stuff.
1: I feel like like Wind Waker is just snappier. Like when, like, when when you Z target, I don't know what that was. When you Z. Target,
0: target,
1: <laughs> target on an enemy. Get to the target. It uh You know, it's just it's much snappier, it's much quicker. I love the musical sounds that go with when you're hitting an enemy in that game. Like it it just feels bum, more
0: bum, bum, Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: it feels like you're doing damage to them and there's a progression to it. Whereas with Breath of the Wild, depending on what weapon you have, there are certain enemies that like they just take so goddamn long to kill. Like, it's not like I can't do it. It's just like, it's almost like playing Destiny where you're constantly swinging something at them and you go, all right, let me jump out of the way. Let me parry. Let me do this. Let me hit them a bunch of times again. Okay. And, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but, like, I feel like when Wind Waker gets in its own way, like I'm looking at you, Triforce pieces. Like, it's real bad. Yeah. And there, are, there's no fast travel in that game. Like even oh no no when no I'm only
1: the remastered I'm version. I'm only saying, the fighting mechanics. I'm not okay okay, okay. I'm not looking okay. at the games as a whole. Breath of the Wild is still my favorite Zelda game, like by far. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, and and the the curious thing, and I 100% understand like, the comparisons that are being made. But you're, you're comparing. Not you. Your 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 friend uh, is comparing that to a Batman game and not another Zelda game, which is no, fine. I, which I'm is just fine. thinking, like, is it there another more, Zelda game where it's snappier and more combo based? Because I feel like it's pretty much always they're always like, kind of like that. Hit this with your sword, right? Like, like you I can don't maybe know. do a backflip and then like a jumping attack or something like that. But like, I don't other think than I don't that, think the
1: argument was so much that like it's not that different from other Zelda games. It's more just like you have this system that is new and interesting in the puzzle solving kind of ways. And it could have been incorporated somehow in combat. And it wasn't like, it just seems like a missed opportunity yeah. for him. It seemed like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it would have worked. Um, Cause honestly, if you could like take one enemy stasis them and hit them a bunch of times and then just launch them across the map it would have been super fun into
0: into another enemy
1: yes but like like, you would have been god in that game and then it wouldn't have made a lot of sense and
0: well actually you know what now that i think about it they did kind of sell us on that like you know in with the you, you remember when the when they were doing the treehouse streams when they took link to that little hill where there was the rock and they rolled it down on all of this stuff, you know, down the hill into the explosives, um, and all that sort of stuff. So like there was a lot of interplay of mechanics. It just didn't happen to be any of your particular powers.
1: Yeah. And that, and that was the argument he was making.
0: Yeah. I get it. And like, I would, if, if you're talking about combining, you know, something like breath of the wild with like a devil may cry combo system, Where you can just switch from like your one handed sword slashes to like a giant claymore to do like a finishing attack or something. Like, you're not going to miss me with that. Like, I'm going to be there with you. And, you know, (laughs) let's sign whatever petitions we need to. But they're totally, they're two totally different
1: games. And honestly, what you're kind of describing is a Darksiders game.
0: (sighs) IMO. But see, I love, yeah, but see, I love Darksiders. Right. So there's that. But just with a lot of systems a lot of physics-based systems that can, you know, play together. Right. Which Darksiders didn't have because that game would have been one of the most impressive games ever <laughs> made, if that was the <laughs> case. uh, You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just thought
1: it was an That's interesting That's cool. Argument, That's an though. interesting point, though. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely.
1: Are you going to go back <sighs> and uh, do Master Trials or anything that comes out the end of the month?
0: I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, wait, the, like the, the okay. So sorry, right, I yeah, I, so let me, uh, I thought let me you were recrush. talking about hard mode. The the master trials, like the like the naked start from nothing trials. Like yes, absolutely, I'm going. Yeah. To so this. for yes. those
1: who don't know, tr- um, the first bundle or whatever of Zelda DLC comes out June thirtieth on Switch and Wii U, which I can't believe I even just said, and you get hard mode basically for Breath of the Wild, where you can play the entire game start to finish. It's more difficult. The other thing is, which
0: Tyler is—he told me he's like he's like I kind of want to go get the Korok seeds, but I already know I'm going to play the game again for hard mode.
1: I might uh, wait like a year or five <laughs> to do it. I kind of want to play he's, Ocarina yeah. of Time Master Quest a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's fun. super fun. It's just been a while. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I'm very interested to hear your thoughts about Ocarina of Time master quest after having played breath of the wild
1: i feel like i'm still gonna love it but i hope so um it's just a more condensed to zelda experience now yeah because yeah, i know for sure that and i know what i'm getting myself into it's the same of argument course. that i made well kind of the same argument i made banjo kazooie versus ukulele where it's like i'm always going to love banjo kazooie because i know how much that game meant to me and i know every square inch of that world but ukulele yeah. is not that and like it's the argument in the bad sense where yeah i tried playing that again this weekend it's just it's fucking terrible it's so
0: bad that's that that really makes me sad that's like a s- sad for someone else like the same sadness that i felt for myself when i saw what mighty number no. 9 was getting yep it's like that's that's, I that's mean, just that's just a bummer to be fair I was Although Apparently, ukulele is not as bad as Mighty Number no. Nine.
1: I don't know. I mean, to to me, like that game might as well not even exist.
0: Mighty Number no. Nine or ukulele? Both. Both. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. when I play ukulele. I- Come on, bloodstained. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Come on. I just Ugh. like I want to die. It's so bad.
0: But the, on the upside, uh, I mean, just keep in mind that King Knight DLC is going to be coming out you know before too long and then we'll have another King good retro not coming
1: out for like another year at least
0: yeah, relative to a lot like of other 2014. things relative to a lot of things that are coming out but here's the thing we know it's gonna be good I know so you don't have to worry. Like there, we are going to get a retro fix. Come on. I know. Plus, plus Cuphead's coming out before too long, and uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna. No, we're gonna I'm not. Listen, old school. Experiences. I'm not
1: worried about my side-scrolling games. I'm worried about my <laughs> 3D platformers from.
0: You want to know why you 90s. should be worried about those? It's because 3D platformers are typically not good. And you know, you know I'm what, right. You know it's what's sad. going to be?
1: I just hit the mic. You know what's going to be the test of time is um, the. Crash Bandicoot trilogy that comes out on June thirtieth as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that sells well and people still enjoy it, there is hope that somebody besides Insomniac with um, Ratchet and Clank will revitalize some three D platforming experience for me.
0: And I'm gonna be honest Mario with you, can do I don't it.
1: even think that would do it. Mario can do it.
0: I think Mario Odyssey. is probably the only one that can do it. Like I I hate to say that but like that's just I just I'm calling it like I see it. Like I don't think anybody can touch a 3D mascot platformer other than Nintendo and succeed. And I and I don't know why. I mean maybe That makes me really sad. For for me personally as somebody who played Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon and like all that sort of stuff like maybe it's just because those games weren't that good to begin with. Like and I'll I'll say this even like I don't super have a lot of love for Mario 64. oh my God. Like it's it's just I,
1: I can't I can't settle with that. My whole thing like I looked at Jess on Sunday or whatever day it was. I was playing ukulele, I put the controller down, I looked at her and I was like, I can make a better 3D platformer than this and I can tell you exactly how to do it. Like if you put me in a room with people who knew how to develop and code, I could totally design that game yeah bar none
0: man I don't know what that means but I don't know all I'm
1: saying is like <laughs> I how can they not figure the, this out
0: so okay they so, so, so tell me Kazooie. so tell me so tell me what's, what's wrong with ukulele like how how do you make it better um, you, give me, give me the elevator pitch so like, or not the elevator pitch, but like you know what I mean like give me the, give me the short and sweet like if you can, if you can boil it down, like what are people getting so wrong?
1: The hub world needs to be easier to follow. It needs to be more linear. Um, there needs to be more direct path as to like from point A to point B, um, rather than have these worlds that get bigger and bigger have them more condensed and have more of them. so there's like a greater variety. Um, mechanically when you turn the camera and when you like there are moments where you run around in that game and the camera mm-hmm. just moves on its own for no reason and if you try to move the right thumbstick it doesn't it doesn't work the, the way a 3d camera should and has it doesn't
0: work the way a 3d camera works in like every, every game.
1: like literally every other game i don't understand how that's even possible
0: so where are like when you are not controlling it the camera kind of follows your character and goes behind your character. Right. And when you control it, it, like, lets up control and you can just aim wherever you right. want.
1: Right. In this game, it's just, like, it stays fixed on you. If I'm running forward, it'll stay fixed on you. If I try to spin around, like, behind me, it just kind of floats above my head a little bit, but not all the way. And then it will quickly pan to the back of you. Like, it it can't make up its mind as to where to go. Um, hmm. When you jump, it's not a jump, it's a leap. Everything in this game. And, and I remember when I talked about it before, like, the scale is just too big for a game like this.
0: What's the difference between a jump and a leap?
1: When I jump in Banjo Kazooie, I go, if I were to put these two characters side by side, Banjo probably jumps three feet max. Okay. Ukulele, Ukulele probably jump eight to ten feet. Jeez. like it is a massive leap across the world
0: is that like just a tap
1: of the button i mean it's there there's no difference
0: they don't have it doesn't like, feel that way if you hold down the jump button it doesn't go higher if you tap it it doesn't go low
1: if you hold it it's a longer leap but even if you tap it it's still like a <gasps> like <laughs> if you're holding forward
0: oh that and you jump he that goes that sounds so like it feels far. terrible
1: like, nothing about that game feels great. Oh, and then the, the systems that do work really well, like, there's a, one where um, you can run on Lely, um, the bat, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you can, like, travel more quickly. And there's a, progress, or a status bar at the top that'll say, like, how much power you actually have. So, like, you can't just keep running that way. You eventually have to stop. And then you can't jump from that into, like, a glide or whatever. You just if you jump out of that, you just stop moving completely and you fall to the ground. Like, it doesn't make sense.
0: So they're putting, like, unnecessary restrictions on you. Yeah. Because that sounds like it would be cool. Like, get rolling, go really fast, like, to move around the world more quickly and then, like, jump and have, like, grab onto the bat and then just freaking fly or something. Like, that sounds pretty cool. Because
1: if you're... We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I'm sorry. Sure, I'm just another sure. I just want I, w- I want You need justice to, you for need the out there for and... the Kickstarter that I backed. That's what I want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well maybe you should send him a letter and, and say, Hey, I am happy to come on as a consultant and help you make ukulele two the game that it could be. Yeah. And here's like here's the ideas. Here's how that you I have to fix it. Yeah. I I would love to see you kind of helming the 3D platformer, uh, the 3D mascot platformer resurgence. I could
1: totally do it. Yeah. Believe in yourself. That's like that is the ship that I totally set sail on. Yeah. Like on my Viking funeral, it will just be little plushies of every 3D mascot: a
0: bear, a friggin' ostrich, a bear
1: mumbo jumbo,
0: a tiki mask
1: crash bandicoot god damn
0: what a bummer i hate it should we talk about something more positive before you sign off or you just want to leave everybody on that sour note
1: <sighs> i was gonna say we could talk about marvel versus capcom infinite but that game is oh boy yeah was not good
0: yeah i've uh oh, you know what? i'm doing a little i know what we can talk about
1: okay i bought myself arms
0: hey I put a little
1: bit of arms hopefully it's good it is um i'm enjoying it there's definitely a learning curve um the i'm not a fan of the motion controls like i will definitely only play this game with a pro controller yeah i get what they were going for with the motion controls but
0: they're going for some Wii stuff yeah they're trying to get people hyped yeah
1: it's not working let me tell you yeah um
0: but no, well, I mean, it didn't really work with the Wii. I mean, nobody bought that. It wasn't successful. No, there were a lot of games one. people loved on it. It was just a garbage trash console that ever, you know. It's going to be really...
1: Oh, so two things. It's going to be very interesting the end of the year what the number of hardware uh, hardware, sales for the Switch are going to be, especially yes. around the holidays. The reason being, this is, the I think, the first time ever where Nintendo has put out a Zelda and Mario game in the same year and potentially could have two of their biggest franchises going at it for Game of the Year against each other.
0: Yeah, I can't...
1: Like, that's fucking wild.
0: Now, let me just be absolutely and unequivocally clear... I don't think Mario Odyssey is going to, just from how it looks now, I have not played it, I have not demoed it, I have not done anything other than see the same stuff that everybody else has seen. It does not look great to me.
1: Graphically, but, I don't think it looks great.
0: I mean, from the gameplay gameplay standpoint, I don't oh, think well it looks I'm great either. Oh, I'm all about either. that gameplay.
1: I can't wait. I want to throw hats at literally everything. I'm doing it to people <laughs> at the streets. It's not working. They're just saying, hey but man, what? why don't you throw this hat at me? And I'm like...
0: But what the hell is the point in that? Like, you're gonna possess Joe Schmo when he's on the way down to the freaking coffee store?
1: We don't like, know, wh- Brian. Maybe there's maybe there's missions that you get make to possess a that.
0: Tyrannosaurus Rex. To what end? Possess Tyrannosaurus Rex, go out, bite Bowser's face off. Game over. <laughs> like that's plop Get rid of that trash like white top hat that Bowser's wearing. That freaking tacky. Those are the like, most
1: beautiful amiibos ever made. Hands down. Oh my God. Chris. They will be wedding toppers. Guaranteed.
0: Yes, they will be, but from people that need to make better life decisions, no, Chris. They're
1: beautiful. <sighs> I can't wait for that game. Like,
0: I want it to be good. Wherever more than I'm anything at in the world, Else in the World, Ron.
1: Wherever I'm at in the world, I will have off from whatever job I'm at. That yeah, day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. I yeah, I want it to be good. I want it to be really good. Yeah. Guess what? I want it to be it, really good because Mario games, when they are good, are like some of the greatest things in the world. It's gonna be good. I I really want it to be good, Chris. Help it be good. Go tell them how to make a good well, three D platformer.
1: How many Game of the Shows did it get at E three this year? And how many Game know. of the Shows did Ukulele get? None. That is my hope.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is
1: my, my light at the end of the tunnel.
0: It's it's been a real hopeful episode for the platform. This
1: is the saddest thing you and I have ever done.
0: <laughs> Probably. <Yeah. laughs> and you know what? I still had a blast doing oh, yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Shall we end there?
1: Yeah, I need to uh, need to hit the sack as they say. Not my ball oh. sack. But my bed. Your bed sack? My bed sack.
0: <laughs> your 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 larval encasement that's hanging from the ceiling your sack that you crawl into as you as you as you metamorphosize into the next level Did I tell you we got a new bed No but I'm I'm just waiting for you to assume your final form <laughs> Tell me all about this bed
1: Um so we Oh man
0: I mean all is it right. comment
1: worthy Quick story quick story
0: Okay All right The
1: JCPenney in the King of Prussia mall was closing right they're in liquidation right now so they're getting rid of all their okay. stuff Jess and I are walking around the mall. I'm looking for an outfit for this wedding we were going to. We hear somebody on the phone saying they've got mattresses for fifty percent off and up. And we both stop and look at each other, we're like we gotta go look at them because we needed a new bed real bad. So we go try on these mat, try on, try out these mattresses, <laughs>
0: try on <laughs> the mat- How does it look, honey? Mashing- crib.
1: <laughs> Picking up a mattress Laying, in like, the store.
0: You imagine Jess like holding the mattress like up like to her chin and like putting her feet out (laughs) underneath it how's this one what do do you think about this one
1: Um, so we're laying on these mattresses the one we found it was like 500 bucks um, because it was discounted one half was soft which I like and one half was medium which Jess likes so we were in love with this thing go up to the guy I'm like listen can I pay for this mattress now I just need a truck to take it home in, basically. Mm -hmm. Guy says, I can't do that. Um, When you pay for it, you got to leave with it. Like, it's just how the clearance or, you know, the closeout stuff is going. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm going to my parents right now to go get a truck. I will be back in an hour and a half. The guy's like, all right, no problem, no problem. We get the truck, come back walking to JCPenney, the mattress is gone and i'm like all right maybe he like <sighs> did he move it so like you know nobody else would try it out and we walk up to the counter i'm like hey man we're here for the mattress and he's like looking at us like we've got like seven heads or whatever and i'm like like there's this awkward silence and he can't figure out why we're there and i can't figure out why he's so confused and finally yeah. he looks at me and says did i sell your mattress to the wrong person And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I just, I I was just here. And he's like, there was a guy here, looked just like you, had whiskers, just like you, glasses, dark hair. And there was a girl with him, looked just like her, which, I don't know how it's possible because Jess had these, like, flower leggings on. I'm like, really? Come on. They're pretty noticeable. But anyway, I had my Portillo shirt on, but whatever. So this guy sold our mattress. I'm all pissed off. We find another mattress. I'm like, look. Not as good. No, it's not as good as the one we wanted, but it was good for both of us. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just, I'll I'll talk to this guy.
0: (sighs) That's how they get you, man. It's a
1: better quality mattress. It'll last longer. It was only on the show floor for like a month, I think. And So
0: only like 1,500 people have laid on it. Yeah.
1: Well, it. the other one was there for like a year and a half, he told us later. And I was like, that's disgusting. I'm glad we did not get that. Um. And, dude, I can't stop snoring on this fucking thing. Like, apparently I'm sleeping so well and I'm in such a deep sleep that Jess is just like, I'm so comfortable that I don't want to get out of bed, but you keep
0: waking me up. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Weird problems slash solutions? Yeah. It's been a weird week. It has been a weird week. Yeah. And I say that knowing nothing else about your week. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it might be the apocalypse outside, for all I know. There's a tropical storm coming in. So.
1: Yeah, it's been. Hopefully this we've is, had weird weather. Yeah. Like, it's been torrential downpour for 10 minutes, and then it'll just be, like, blue skies.
0: Blue sky. We got blue sky. Blue skies all right yeah. let's wrap this up i'm tired yeah let's 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 get out of here oh man i feel like i need to go like have a drink or something like i, I just need to go to, to bed I'm, I'm exhausted <laughs> <laughs> yeah well to uh, to all of those out there listening to this lonely lonely depressing wonderful two-person episode of the, number 51 of the platformers. sorry fam yeah, sorry, we apologize for this nightmare scenario that we've brought you. Uh, if you had a good time, which I hope you did, go give us a review, please, uh, on iTunes. You can even comment about how freaking weird this episode has been. Uh, and uh, if you want to talk to us or you want us to talk about anything in particular, hit us up on Twitter. I am at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X.
1: I am at Shrives93, 93, S-H-R-I-V-E-S-9-3. 93.
0: Marty is at D A T K N E W dot new on Twitter, and we all corporately are at Platformers Pod on Twitter. If you want to check out some of our streams, which I should be doing some of this week, if I'm not washed away in the torrential downpour, that will be over at twitch.tv slash the Platformers Podcast. Um, you can find the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all kinds of places. Please share it with your friends. Tell your friends about us. Uh, It's fun hanging out with people and uh, chatting about stuff. And we hope that you have enjoyed it. Uh, And man, yeah, until next week, just go out there and...
1: Have that big talk. Do
0: something. Have a big talk with somebody. Tell them what you're scared of. Ask them what the thing is that they're most scared of in all the world. And then tell them that you're most scared of the Kraken. Because it's a terrifying giant beast leviathan (laughs) that can capsize any boat with one of its long tendrils and uh yeah because that's what i'm terrified of so until next time we are out